Hi, before we start today's episode, I just wanted to apologize. Unfortunately, the connection with the call was not up to our usual standard. As many African entrepreneurs know, sometimes the internet connection on the continent is temperamental, and we hope that you forgive us. However, we didn't want you to miss out on this amazing conversation and hence have decided to air the episode. We hope you enjoy and apologies again. Welcome to Entrepreneurs Talk Africa, the ultimate podcast for African entrepreneurs. I'm Jason Delory, entrepreneur, innovation specialist and mentor. In today's episode, we are continuing our journey uh, and our new uh, progression series into bringing on some of the founders over the past years. We've had uh, over 100 African founders coming onto the show and really getting to understand how their journey has progressed and what challenges they've faced in the past years. So today, it's actually my pleasure to welcome back Gabriel Delarue. Uh, before we dive into some of the amazing stuff happening with Fleety, uh, and um, you know, there's some exciting news uh, that, that I'm sure you will share with, with the new funding and also your, your growth as a team. Uh, but before we dive into that, uh, some changes personally for you. And no longer based out of Mauritius. Uh, now I believe you're in Morocco. Uh, so maybe uh, a few words about your personal journey in the past uh, almost exactly two years. I think it was March 2021. How are things going? Uh, thanks, Jason. It's great to be to be back on the podcast. O- already two years. I think time flies. It's crazy. Uh, thank you very much, guys, for for having me again. Yeah, well, um, I moved out of Mauritius um, five months ago uh, to fly to Morocco, where we have opened uh, a new subsidiary, and uh, so it's been uh, it's been uh, great so far. I must say, I'm missing some of the the features of the Mauritian life, especially the the beaches and the the way people interact, because here it's much more. Uh, a fast-paced environment and it's uh, it's very demanding but the, the market is also huge so um i'm i'm here uh, with my family and uh, the the way of life is also very very pleasant but uh, business wise i uh, i feel that uh, we're going to uh, you know another level which is great for the company but is also quite a challenge i can imagine i can imagine and uh, for some of the listeners uh, who, who remember your your original episode uh, it was definitely, you know, something that uh, that uh, was key was that expansion and growth that you guys had from an early start. You know, both co-founders starting in different countries and, and scaling it at a rapid rate. So uh, great to see that this is still continuing, uh, and also you're you're opening up new markets. Well, we did speak about uh, Fleety and, and the exciting things happening there. Uh, I believe uh, congratulations are in order. Recently uh, raised uh, three million euro, I believe. Uh, and also, I think uh, in the past two years, the uh, team has grown by over 30%. So some really big things happening in a really challenging market and environment. So uh, maybe maybe a few words on, on how that's been going, the, the milestones you've managed to achieve in the past two years, and, and, uh, and maybe uh, after we can talk about the challenge. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a rapid growth for the, the past two years. Um, I must say the funding helps uh, definitely. Uh, uh, when we talked two years ago, we had raised uh, already a million euro, and um, we were, I think, a team about uh, twenty-five people. Today we are uh, seventy uh, in uh, nine countries. So yeah, it's been um, growing rapidly, and I think um, the reason for the success, let's say, is that um, we managed 
to um, get some exclusive features about the products we are doing in, in the IoT business. And we really managed to narrow down the, 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 the most important pains for our client. I think it's really a, one of the explanations, of course, we were lucky, of course, there were funding, there was funding, but um, at, at some point we realized that we needed to focus uh, very heavily um, some few features, but that would bring massive value to our customers instead of just going all around the place. And really, that this has been, I think, that the main evolution for the the past two years, and that is why investors come to you. I believe is that they see that you have hacked or you have found a solution a real solution to a big pain and not you know um some workarounds of of something that is not so important for a company but you have to find something very specific that you have spent some time on and you have found the right solution so yeah i think this is uh what we have uh, what we're, we're achieving right now we are not at the end of it because uh, the, the work is immense but um as you said competition is quite intense uh, in our market and it's, it's good news because it means that the market is growing and, and the need is here um but you have, we have to choose where you put your resources and your efforts and that's really what we realize as a startup when you start well you're trying to find clients and you need traction and you don't really know what you're doing and so with uh, my co-founder at some point we realized that we were doing just too many things and we needed to focus more and um i think this is where it started to become a coherent story of what we were trying to do for our clients yeah and uh you know that understanding your customer piece is it's so easily said but when you really do understand them and are able to you know solve that core pain and problem that that, that uh traction and that the customers keep growing and it's funny but uh it's sadly true that when you are probably don't need the money that's when investors want to give you money and when you are you know desperately needing money to scale is when they don't want to touch you uh, so by proving your customer growth and things, I think that that has played a big part into into you raising uh, your your capital. Yeah, and um, the thing is, um, it it's uh, I think it's a step to realize that yes, it's going to take time for you to figure out what your customer wants, and is the only way to do it is to try it, uh, you know, full throttle on a very specific pain. And you have to go through all the pain and validate the problem or not, and just move on and move on and move on until you really find what is going to get you uh, new customers. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I think I love that piece, uh, something we could probably talk for ages on. Uh, but yes, finding that, you know, there's almost that dam and river model where your customer has to go through several stages to 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 do the whole cycle. Uh, but if you're able to get in on that one stage, that one problem and really solve it, uh, then you are then able to add in the whole, um, the whole, you know, journey for them without having to resell to them almost. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. And I, and I know that... Um, you have some some big clients as well, so uh, you know, uh, commending you and your team. But of course, with with even with the funding, there are challenges, and, and there's still aspects that 
uh, with the changing market, and, and you know, we always know uh, the impact that that the changes have on Africa is quite evident. Uh, so I just wanted to know uh, how have you dealt with the past two years and, and the fallout from COVID and, and all of those aspects of, of the African market? Yeah, um, we we were really lucky in, in the sense that we started the company uh, remotely. So uh, with my co-founders and with um, um, the founding team of developers, we never really met when we started the company. So we really had this um, remote mindset from the beginning, and it saved us a lot, a lot of cost, especially in during the, the COVID period. So uh, working from home and working remotely, we it was just, you know, it's part of our culture from the beginning. So I think this really helped us a lot, and it forced us to uh, build very, very specific processes and uh, communication channels between us from the very start. And this way, we were able to deliver um, the same quality of service across different countries. Uh, because the challenge, I believe, in Africa and during um, times of crisis is that all markets are not impacted in the same way. As, as you saw during COVID, there were some countries where you couldn't work at all. Some countries were more flexible. Um, the economy were, was not hurt um, in the same way everywhere. And as we were already operating in three countries from the very beginning, uh, being totally remote, it allowed us to survive during those tough times. For example, I was uh, back in Mauritius at the beginning of um, COVID, and I was crazy frustrated because I couldn't, you know, just go and knock on doors, for, uh, find clients uh, for like almost six months. And it was a nightmare for me. But on the other hand, uh, other countries were um, still working on, uh, you know, with, with the clients and I could focus more on the product. I could focus less on the processes. So um, we had this very flexible organization right from the beginning. And I think that's really what, um, you know, got us through this, uh, this tough period. And we realized it really happens in the same way when we um, go and open a new country because, you know, Africa is a very diverse, it's a huge continent. The thing is, you know, when you start, when you are at the beginning and you have new, no funds, and if even if you knew, when you have the funds, you cannot invest in offices and you know, you know, cars and you know all the, all those um, costs associated with having a physical place to work together. Um, it has some great aspects, but uh, in terms of resources at the very beginning, it all has to go, I believe, to the products and to understanding the clients and. The, the more you save on those other expenses, the more you can focus on what really matters at the beginning. Yeah, keeping it as lean as possible to make sure you, you focus your efforts because at the end of the day, your resources are, are limited as a startup. But I, you know, one of the interesting things you touch on there, you know, the remote work, and this is something that the African ecosystem in general has had to adapt to and deal with. But I, I just wanted to get your views and, and with, you know, Fleety and yourself being exposed on so many different uh, markets and understanding each of them uh, to the level that you do. Um, how do you feel the ecosystem has changed over the past two years in, uh, in these different markets and in Africa in, in general? 
Well, I think if we're, we're talking about the, the starting startup ecosystem, um, it's growing um, tremendously. I've, I see more and more funding and funds coming to to Africa, especially, of course, in the fintech uh, in the fintech business, but not only. And I think there's a really a, a um, an important community of uh, entrepreneurs. Uh, digital entrepreneurs growing in Africa, and this is really a, a very positive sign for the continent because um, a, a particularity of uh, you know the digital business is that your resources that you need to hire, I, when I, I mean the developers, they can be self-taught, and I think um, Africa is really growing um, as a reservoir for talents in that field. I, we see like awesome, awesome profiles here for um, you know. Maybe have the cost of what we would get in Europe, and I think it's it's going really to support this uh, growing uh, ecosystem of entrepreneurs in the digital market of uh, of Africa, and it's also very good news for you know uh, for the youth and for employment in general on, on the continent because uh, as we know there are I mean the resources available in Africa generally are less important than, than in Europe. But if you are self-taught and you want to work as a developer, then, then you, you can make it. And I think it's 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 really amazing to, to see that. Um, and the other, more globally for the, the African market, what, what I see um, is a massive, massive investment uh, in uh, infrastructure in all the countries that we operate in, um, Africa, Ivory Coast, here now Morocco. Uh, I hadn't been in, in Senegal for the, the past three years, and I was just amazed by the the, the, the investment that were made uh, in the country in those those few years. And I, for me, it's it's really um, a um, a sign that there's going to be, you know, long-term growth on the continent because, you know, investment in infrastructure is the backbone of, you know, the the future growth of the country. Whereas, as for the past, it was uh, the growth was stimulated by, you know, not everywhere, but you know, um, exploiting local resources and just shipping it away. In many African countries, we I saw it in Senegal for many years, and I think now this is changing for the better. Yeah, I mean, I think I agree with you. There's certainly a different feeling, and um, you know, almost backing of, of Africa and that infrastructure. And one of the things that's amazing is the the speed and, and how fast the, the, the is this movement and these developments and the you know, investment in infrastructure. So it is amazing to see. I think we are definitely at a you know a crux in 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 the continent where we have the opportunity to really. Uh, start leapfrogging and, and fulfilling the potential that we can. But as you mentioned, you know, it has to be put on the back of infrastructure and uh, not just in, in one country, but uh, but across the, the continent. But yeah, really interesting to hear. And a feeling I get really that really um, shocked me, I mean, in a good way, in the past year, few months, is um, I believe Africa, I mean, not all countries, but in many, many countries now, people start to realize that maybe for the growth of the country, they don't need to go and look elsewhere. Uh, you know, there's a, a big polemic now about, you know, France getting kicked out of Africa. But as a Frenchman, I think it's it's quite a good news for the continent, really, because um, more and more people are starting to say, all right, maybe we can, you know, teach our uh, our youth to, you know, get the job that they want. Maybe we don't need foreign companies to, to provide the service that we need. And I think um, it's just very good news for the continent because talents are here. The, 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 
the, the, the, the this, this youth is just immense and, and full of talents and positivity. So uh, uh, this is really a, a strong trend that I'm feeling here on the continent in many countries. And I think it's very good news. Yeah, definitely a positive energy there, and, and, and hope uh, the listeners out there are feeling it too. Uh, one of the one of the you know, big congratulations, uh, I mean, to you and your team for for a really amazing journey you've had in the two years, and it's been such a joy for us as entrepreneurs to Africa to to watch your journey uh, in the background and, and see the the growth that you've had and, and the company scaling. Uh, one of the aspects or, or one of the questions that I personally wanted to know is if you were to narrow down your, your biggest growth lever, like the one thing that you think had the most impact uh, on the company in terms of being able to scale to these different markets, uh, what, would you, what would you put it down to and, and how would you advise maybe entrepreneurs looking to emulate that? Um, yeah, I, as I said, the big realization that, that everybody knows, but nobody knows until you do it. <clears throat> is you cannot be all around the place is at some point you have to realize that all right um you have to choose between the problem you're trying to solve and who you're going to solve this problem with and you have to fix a part of this equation either the problem or who you're gonna who are you gonna solve the problem for if you're trying to do both at the same time you're gonna fail every time you have to focus on one issue and one either you 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 select your market and you're trying to find the right product or you select the problem and you're you're trying to find the answer and um you have to close the doors one by one because um what's going to happen is in you're not going to be lucky and a great success do not come out of luck it comes really out of work and intense work and lots and lots of fails and failures and trying to do it again so really for us it, it has been um, yeah it has it has changed the company because once you realize that all right it's going to take time we have to take the problems one after the other and try to close every doors you just change the way in you, the way you work the focus of your team how you organize your time and you just think all right is this going to help me the, the problem i'm trying to solve right now uh, so this would be yeah the the biggest uh, takeaway i would say the second one um this is we already had it from the beginning but really um we still have it uh a, a little bit less now but it's um fake it until you make it and it's, it's it's really a part of the startup culture but i think it's vital because you know um clients when they have a problem and you say you can solve it most of the time they know that you have no idea how to solve it and it's okay because no one has the answer but you are willing to put the effort and so most of the time they are you know they're willing to help you and they can be patient and they can even pay you up front to try to solve this problem so if you see a problem and you see that there's a market behind it and maybe you have the beginning of the solution well just say you'll you'll do it and you will <laughs> you will try hard and you will probably fail but that's okay i think this is the only way to try to solve this problem is, is to have the confidence to uh, you know to go and um, and attack it because if you're trying to have the best possible solution of the best possible product and then trying to sell it to your audience most of the time you're going to fail and you're going to be way off the reality i love it and so true you know 
that ability to focus uh, is is so key. And I think um, you mentioned that choosing aspect and being able to choose what to focus on. And and I think it was um, a paraphrase from Steve Jobs. I think he said he was as proud of the things that he said no to as the things that he said yes to. And as entrepreneurs, we're almost you know we, we don't want to say no. We we want to please every. We want to say yes to everything. We want to say uh, that, but it, it is almost as difficult to to choose and focus and say no to customers um, than it is to to go after customers. So I think that's a really uh, really important point, and it's something that that you learn by doing. It, it takes time, like you say, it doesn't happen all at once, and it's something that really you develop as as you go on. Your your second point of advice, and I think that's that's really key as as well, is that you know, fake it till you make it. As well as like not being afraid of that failure. And uh, unfortunately, we are all innately uh, you know wary of of trying in case we fail. Uh, but as entrepreneurs, the only way we learn is to fail and is to try. Uh, and you like you say, you don't stumble onto a lucky, amazing idea that you know you've only tried once and it works out perfectly. Unfortunately, that doesn't happen. Uh, but I mean, we are so happy for your success, and, and thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, before before we end, uh, and we're drawing to an end, uh, any final words from yourself, or, or any exciting things to come in the future, uh, or any points that you'd like to make? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, uh, well, two, two things. Um, just to, to a bit more about um, you know uh, focusing on something. The, the issue at the beginning is uh, most of the time you have no funds. So I think it's a very, very, very good idea. If you think you have an idea and you want to be an entrepreneur, uh, stay in your job and uh, do it as a hobby. Like uh, do it three hours a day, every day, and work on weekends. And so you don't have this financial pressure. And you can validate or not your ID, or you raise funds as we did, but we were very lucky. So it's not it's not easy for everybody. Raising funds is not easy, and you have need luck. But you know, keeping a stable job to to validate your ID, I think it, it's really good, great, great way to start. You know, your company if you feel you're an, an entrepreneur. And yeah, in terms of exciting news, well, uh, we're going uh, to keep on our journey. And uh, op- the, the main focus for this year is going to uh, open new countries. We are already in, in nine countries. We are going to open uh, three more by the end of the year. So it's um, it's quite a challenge, but it's it's also uh, very exciting as we will see the team growing. And uh, we're going to, you know, try and penetrate uh, new markets, which is always very, very refreshing. And, uh, and it's... Uh, always questions you and put you in doubts with new problems which is why we what we do what we do great and uh, uh so so good to see that ambition and the continuous growth that you are having three three more countries uh expanding into i mean uh it, it's great to see that that hockey stick uh, growth uh, for you guys and uh we we hope it continues uh but really uh the other point you mentioned about side hustles, uh, definitely as an entrepreneur out there or a potential entrepreneur aspiring, uh, yeah, you don't need to quit your job to, to explore it and to, to make those uh, mistakes and, and find your customer before you do that. So great point there. Uh, I can strongly back that as someone who's done it myself, <laughs> uh, as you know, <laughs> but uh, definitely a, a good thing. Uh, but thank you so much again, Diagon. It has been an absolute pleasure thank having you. you on the show. Great pleasure also. Uh, Time flies two years already. Uh, so I look forward to the next catch up in two years and, and the, 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 the next, uh, maybe going public or who knows. Uh, <laughs> it will be my pleasure, but thank you very we, much for having me. 
No, it, it's, it's a pleasure. And we will continue to watch your journey and then hopefully share it uh, with, with the community of listeners. Uh, thank you again. You've been listening to Entrepreneurs Talk Capita, the podcast for African entrepreneurs brought to you by the Talk Collective. I've been Jason Delory, the entrepreneur, the innovation specialist and mentor. So thank you so much. And hopefully we'll catch you next time. Please don't forget to give us five stars on your podcast listening app. And please reach out if you want to engage with us or the team. Ciao and good night.